What is up, brothers and sisters? Welcome to the Mitch Gray Show. I am stoked to have you today. I've got an awesome, awesome surprise for you. Obviously, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see the surprise. Um, Good-looking guy sitting to the right of me on camera. Um, but if you're listening to us, I told you uh, on my Instagram post the other day that we've got some cool stuff coming for you. And you know what? I'm not waiting until 2019 to start the awesome stuff. I'm starting right now. And so a part of the surprise is we're going to be doing our weekly show. By the way, if you have not subscribed to The Mitch Gray Show, please do so. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and I'm sure you can find us on other platforms as well. Go check us out. Um, follow us on uh, social media, M Gray Media, M-G-R-A-Y Media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And so part of what I told you on Instagram the other day, if you follow us there, is that we're going to be putting out our weekly podcast of The Mitch Gray Show Great content for you, but we're also adding a couple of guests a month. So you're going to get like six to seven episodes every single month. I made a promise on Instagram the other day, and that promise was to do everything I can to inspire you to some really cool things in your life. So on to today's awesomeness, and that is my friend Miguel <laughs> Caravaggio. There you yes. go. You got to say it like that, that with the scrunchy face. Caravaggio. Oh, that white guy grit in there. <laughs> Oh my gosh! For those of for those of our friends, Miguel, that are just listening, we need to tell them to go to YouTube, right? To my YouTube channel, yeah. Mitch Gray. It'll probably be up on your YouTube channel too, maybe. Yep. They need to go and see our scrunchy faces. That scrunchy, that faces. scrunchy faces. Just a whole video of scrunchy faces saying "Caravaggio." That's all we're so. gonna do. That's all we're gonna. <laughs> my do. family in New York, though, they they say it. They're like. You say it like an Italian. You don't even, like, come on. They're, like, trying to get me to step up my game. But, yeah, and then you yeah. got to, like, get the hand of the Caravaggio. Yeah, like, it's a, <laughs> like you're a mafia master or something, which... Right. Yeah. Um, so everybody that don't that does not know Miguel, this is my friend Miguel. You can follow him at Middle T Music. That's Middle, M-I-D-D-L-E-T Music. That stands for Middle Theory. Miguel used to be the front man for a band called Run With It, who, by the way, your music is still streaming, right? It is still up on Spotify. I think it might have another year on Spotify, potentially, um, but then it could be coming down. So, yeah, I think you have to renew it like every year, every two years, something like that. I I don't really know. I got an email from a producer at one time. He's like, hey, do you want to do another year? And I'm like, yeah, let's do another year, even though we ended. So I'm glad you did, though, bro. (laughs) Y'all, I know you had your season in life. Everything comes in seasons. But, man, you guys made your season rock. You put out some great It was awesome. Yeah. It was a fun six years, and but uh, I I love what's happening now. So I love what Middle Theory is starting to become. And really, right now it's like I'm just trying to find myself artistically. Um, but but yeah, I just got back from Nashville and kind of dreaming with the producer that helped run with it and dreaming the next steps for Middle Theory. And I'm pumped. Uh, 2019 is going to be a really cool year. We even got some tentative plans for 2020 um, as we lay things out. So, so yeah, it's been a good switch. It was a hard switch, but a good switch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and if you don't follow Miguel, please go do so on Instagram, Middle T Music, because I love seeing your stories of the process in Nashville. And, of course, as a musician, I geek out on all that stuff. But it's just it's, it's really cool for your fans, bro, to – you know, you were showing screens of all the cool stuff that we get to see on the production side. And then I yeah. think, if I'm not mistaken, you had a couple of um, shots of you and your producer just sitting there kind of playing things out. Um, yeah, my my oldest son, he's 14, doing video and photography now. His, his big dream is to tour with rappers and do video and photos for them. So he's hustling on Instagram, meeting his bunch, a bunch of rappers. Awesome. <laughs> Meanwhile, helping, learning the ropes with me. And it was cool because he, he got to capture things that I wouldn't because my brain is in it. Once I get in that studio, it's like, okay, we're in it. And uh, But I'm glad that that translates because there's just some cool moments that happen. And I, I hope one day to do even more. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Thanks for sharing that. Thanks for sharing that. So to our listeners, I know I'm harping on it, but go follow Middle T Music because, uh, Miguel, not only that, dude, but you're a very inspirational guy, and we're going to get into that in a little bit. So um, so you just went to Nashville. What other projects do you have going right now? Yeah, right now um, I'm working on putting out – so basically – since June, I've been doing, trying to release one original and one cover every single week. Uh, in the middle of working out, working myself out of my full-time job, that got pretty tough. But I think I did, I released about, excuse me, 20 original songs since oh, wow. June. And, but all of it's kind of more lo-fi. I do it here in the studio. I'm not a producer. You know, I, I, I dig into the singing, the songwriting. 
So uh, coaching from a person that I trust in the industry said, hey, you need to get something on Spotify, but get it recorded legit. So I went back to the producer. His name's Josh Cleave. He's out in Nashville. Uh, someone I trust I've been working with for years. And I said, hey, let's pick let's sit this down and pick like the top four songs and do like legit. Uh, we're calling it demos still because it's more stripped down. Uh, but it's, it's solid recording and he really challenged me on my songwriting in it to, to tweak it. So even that I'm realizing is going to be, <clears throat> excuse me, even that's going to be the process of showing like, here's this one song. For example, there's a song I released called make the whiskey last that I released as, uh, just a weekly thing. But then when I release it, when it's done and mixed, you're going to see already the differences there. And then it may live on into a full band thing one day too. So right. even that I'm trying to show the process of the songwriting. That's, that's awesome, man. Um, do you have a release date yet? Are you going to, and are you going to release it like a single at a time or what are you thinking? Yeah, that's the the plan is just doing singles. Cause you know, we, with run with it, we learned some great lessons. Uh, we hustle was our big thing. My guys worked their asses off. We all like just hours and hours, we took this EP of six songs, poured our heart into it. Great production. Josh did a killer job. We felt like solid songwriting. Uh, we hit number 66 on iTunes wow. as an independent band for the alternative charts. And with no money behind you and as an independent band who never touched the charts, that was kind of a big deal. Um, but what we noticed was there was like one or two songs on the EP that no one even bothered listening to. Because the way streaming now works, it's like, Oh, we're excited about this song. Oh, we might get excited about that one. Oh, no, on to the next thing. Um, so now, you know, we're seeing even uh, One Republic uh, just announced that that's how they're going to start releasing music is doing more singles. And so, hey, this year it's going to be a bunch of singles thrown at you and and seeing, you know, what works, putting some videos to it. And but yeah, I'm I'm suspecting February or March will be the first one cool. uh, coming out, and then I hope to do at least one a month after that. Right. Right. Yeah, the music scene has changed, man, and it's uh it's uh a different day and time, you know. It's yeah. The 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 and and that's what I always tell people. I'm like, you know, the day and time of selling CDs to make money is gone. And right. I don't know that it'll ever return. You know, you're seeing a resurgence of vinyl, and I think that's mm -hmm. a novelty, but for artists like you and yes. I to put money into vinyl is insane, man. It's, to me, it's it's when I see a local band do it, I think it's cool. I get it. Yeah. I love the the feel of it, the right. the vibe of it. But the reality is, it's still only like ten percent of the market share, yeah. and it is it's it's a novelty item, and it's just at the end of the day, it doesn't make business sense for yeah. someone like me, at least, yeah. uh, to put money into the mixing and like there's just so many components, you know. Yes. I, I, what I love about where it's at, though, is I think for for the entrepreneurial mm -hmm. artist, it is the day. Like, yes. it's here. And if you're willing to bust your ass, if you got that entrepreneurial mindset, I think the sky's the limit. <clears throat> Excuse me. Got to clear my throat there. But, but yeah, I, I think the sky is the limit because, yeah, definitely the days of I'm just an artist and here's right. my heart. Right. And hopefully this crazy team of people will make it big. That doesn't exist. <laughs> no. That's, anymore, that, like, that's, <laughs> less, that's less than a half a percent of artists that are out there, honestly. I mean, what? Right. And that, a guy told me one time, a, you know, a pretty decent sized producer, he was like, man, what you have to think about in the music world, especially, is, and, and even in the, um, you know, the painting art world, the mm -hmm. artists that you hear on the radio or see in the art studios are like less than 1% of the people out there. And right. you can prove that by, you know, you're based out of Kansas City. I can go to Kansas City seven nights a week and hear 20 different bands probably. Absolutely. There's like over five, 600 bands, I think, yeah. just in Kansas City alone. Right. And so, I mean, even in my town, we don't have any venues, but I mean, there's, you know, 10 or 12 bands that are really, really good bands. And right. And so, yeah, what you hear on the radio and, and, and you know, Top 20 Radio, it's called Top 20 Radio for a reason because all they play <laughs> is the Top 20, you know, and. The crazy thing yeah. is it's upside down like a lot of marketplaces. You know, I always tell people as well, what you hear on Top 20 Radio is probably the least creative music that you can hear. Yeah, potentially. You I know. think there's some good stuff there out there. I'm a big stuff. fan, but yeah. there is some stuff that's just, you know, this is we made it so you can dance in club, bro. That's it. <laughs> hey, there's a formula for number one hits for a reason. And, mm -hmm. <laughs> and you play it in G or E and you go, <laughs> you, you know. Anyway, that's cool, man. I just I love seeing your process, and I know um, your your platform and your fans have to love. I I think that's where 
um, the more minuscule artists like you and I who are trying to do it to the best of our ability, um, I think that's where we can make a difference and an impact on our business is by showing yeah. people the process. You know, that it's like we were talking about earlier before the show is, is you know, the curse and the blessing of, of, of technology. And, <laughs> and I think I, I actually made a post on that yesterday when I was so ticked off on technology. Um but the blessing is, man, I can reach out to, you know, thousands of people on social media via whatever I want to put out on social media. And so, right. um, and, and I know you take advantage of that platform. And I think that's what really makes people like us stand out a little more is we're not so busy and we're not being so marketed. You know, we, we both mm -hmm. follow a lot of bigger artists and you really never get, you get a lot of content, but you never really get that personal content. And, um, right. And it's just like big business. You know, you can go to a mom and pop shop and Sam, the owner, will stand there and talk to you about how to slice meat. But if you go to Walmart, you know, or a big shop, Sam, the butcher, isn't going to tell you how to. They don't even have a butcher, you know. They, exactly. They do not like, even know how to slice. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that's where, you know, we have to really say, okay, we're going to take ownership of what we're doing and share that process. So that was beautiful, dude. I yeah. love seeing that in Nashville, man. Thank you for sharing well, thank you, man. That's cool to hear. And that's what, what I've loved about it is there's times I, I, cause I'm an artist. So I, I have this weird, like 50, 50 brain, like I'm like super driven business yeah. entrepreneur guy over here. Who's like, let's do this. Then I have the 50% like melodramatic. The world's <laughs> going to end tomorrow. My wife's like, seriously, get your yeah. shit together. You're fine. You're fine. And, uh, yes. but, and so even there, I just went off. I had a point to all that now, <laughs> but I don't even remember what, my point was, so for example, the artist brain just took over. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, I came back and I remembered. So when the world feels like it's just like, this is worthless. Why am I even doing this? I'm no one cares. I'll get these random little messages like on Snapchat or Instagram yeah. from other artists, which has been interesting. And other people like there's someone who's going through uh, college and trying to finish like their finals. And they're like, this is what your song meant to me this week. Yeah. And or Thank you for sharing the process. I've had artists say that because it inspires them it, because they see like, oh, this shit's not easy for you right. or me. So we're OK. We're, <laughs> we're <Yeah>. all right. <laughs> so that kind of stuff kind of inspires me and just keeps me keeps me wanting to do it more, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's the food for our soul, right? Especially as mm -hmm. artists. Um, that's like it's like all at once the confirmation, the affirmation, the permission and the food. And mm -hmm. that's absolutely I mean, that's why we all creatives do what they do you know it's uh yeah so that's cool man hey um i wanted to ask you because you know you and i've talked about this a little bit but i think it's yeah. really i really I, I believe when we share um our story i i think oftentimes the most powerful piece of that is the genesis of that story mm -hmm. and man i would love to hear what you're you're a hustler man especially in the music scene what got you into music like what what is it about music that just wakes Miguel up and says, you have to do this? Like, what, where yeah. did that start? Where did that, what seed was planted in you? You know, maybe some, what, what, how did that all begin? It's so for me to go way back, I remember yes. being like nine and 10 in the shower singing constantly. And, uh, Goo Goo Dolls name, <clears throat> excuse me, Goo Goo Dolls name just had popped out at the time. And I remember just like seeing that at the top of my lungs. And then I look back now, I didn't realize what I was doing, but I was constantly singing and making up songs in the shower. And I was like, like eight, nine, 10 years old. But for me, it was just what I did. I, and it wasn't until later in life processing really the same question. It's like, man, I was doing that even way back then. And that kind of, for me, kind of died out. And then in like, middle middle of high school i was 16 and i was going to a church because there's this girl that i was really into and she went to that church kind of thing <laughs> and uh but the band it was these like they, they were probably told potheads who are just found their way into like this church band in yeah. retrospect you know but they're like yeah we're so cool and we're playing guitar and drums my buddy was like hey can you teach me drums and I saw the guy playing guitar and there's just something about it. Yeah. I was like, I want to learn that. And so a friend let me borrow his acoustic. I think I kept it for like two years. Yeah. <laughs> it, it almost became mine. Right. And, and from there, but from the beginning, I was writing. Mm -hmm. I was like, I knew nothing, but I was still trying to write. Mm -hmm. And 
So it's something that bleeds in me. I've actually tried to quit music several times. I started a roofing company and a buddy of mine asked me, he's like, what are you doing? Like, you're supposed to be doing music. Like, no, I'm making money, bro. I'm making money. That's what I'm doing. Leave me alone because it's a, it's a tough industry. I almost quit last year and it was my wife who was like, no, you can figure this out. You can figure this out. And because no matter what, I think she even sees, she sees in me. It's like, there's just this thing inside me that I have to write. It's almost my sanity. And I think their writing is in some ways therapeutic. And then the, I think for me too, I find I do better. Like for a while when the band ended, I was just doing a full time landscaping job just to help make ends meet at home. And, um, I think that not having a lot to do, it was nice for like a few weeks. Yes. yes. But for me, I think I actually operate. I'm happier when things are under pressure, Mm -hmm. which is just really weird. But I, the times I look back in my life when I was happiest, it was like just the right amount of stress. Now there's definitely a yes. above and beyond. Cause I think I burnt myself out, but it's like finding that sweet spot of like, no, I like to have this going on, this going on. And the music industry offers that at any moment because it's like, now we're working on songwriting. Now we're working on networking. Now we're working on this or this. And it just never ends. And, but it's nice because I'm in charge of it. So if I need to turn it off, like this Friday, it's just me and my wife. The kids are going to grandparents. And so turning all that shit off and we're just going to hang out. So. You might hear a melt. You're probably hearing a meltdown of my kids in the background. So. Yeah, that, that, that was cameo number one. That was cameo, cameo number, number one. one. <laughs> yeah. My four crazy boys. Only one's at home right now. So he's right. preschool and they have no school today. Oh, but. That's awesome. Yeah. It's so nice to not have school anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It's I, the one, the one thing I firmly believe with. Uh, in fact, yesterday's, uh, the, the, the episode I posted yesterday, the, I was talking about the power of dreaming and that's Mm -hmm. kind of what's driving our content this week. And the one thing I firmly believe with, with everything that, that, that I am is a, um, hold on one second. I think I got cameo cameo number two. What's up, buddy? You want to say hi? No. You sure? Just pop in there. No. Okay, cool. What's up, bud? Can, can I go outside because Holly's outside? If Holly's outside, you can go outside. Can you close the door? Yes. <laughs> and ladies, he's and super. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And, and, and ladies and gentlemen, that is what you get when uh, you get people like us. Right. <laughs> Total vulnerability and real life. <laughs> yeah, it, it's real life. The rock star dad life. Yes, <laughs> like, I love it. There's been so many times where it's like roll off a tour. And then you get showered and then you run to a Christmas program or yep. do because it's like, that's what we're about, man. Yep. That's, that's what right. it is. That's <laughs> right. man. That's that's amazing. By the way, I will not edit that out because I find it awesome. So I love it. <laughs> um, I love. But, yeah, the, the first thing I find uh, that, that I believe of is in regard to dreams and dreaming is a that everyone has a dream. Right. Everyone. Um, how they navigate that dream is what we see manifested in life. But mm-hmm. everyone has a dream. The second thing is I find that most people's dreams and ideas and goals, have, they began when they were children, mm-hmm. like what you talked about. And we may not understand it, and we may not understand how to interpret it, and we may not understand maybe how to turn it into a career or what to do with it. But I found that the majority of people, it's like, yeah, if you ask them the genesis of the dream, they'll be like, yeah, when I was seven or eight years old or – yeah, when I was 10 or 11 years old, or maybe when they were a teenager, they ended up getting their first job and worked for a manager that was spectacular. And, you know, right. made them go, yeah, I, I do want to be a CEO. And I think, I, I think we miss that. You know, I, I learned in raising my kids, you know, my youngest is 17 and my oldest is 23. And what I really tried to do was, was plant that seed in them. But even as a conscious parent and trying to plant that seed, I know I still missed those moments. Right. And recognizing, hey, in this moment, my kid is actually doing something that yeah. is valuable and almost spiritual, you know, at, at a level, a, a deep, really deep level. And and so when I ask people that story of where did this begin, almost every time people are like, yeah, when I was seven or eight or nine or ten, I'm like, wait, <laughs> like that's telling us something. You know what I mean? Right. Like that is telling us something. And, and I really wish we would focus on that more. Um, And I, we could get off on that's another tangent awesome. about that. But. 
I, you know, and I, I'm seeing more and more parents that are actually homeschooling their kids, not because, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day, it was like, well, I don't want them to go to public school. In the world. Yeah. <laughs> but now what I'm hearing is more parents going, no, I want to educate my kids myself because I want to take those moments yeah. where I see that reflection in them and go, yeah, we're going to capitalize on screw math today. Like yeah. We're going to capitalize on that, on creativity or something they said, or like in your case, you know, mom hears you singing in the, in the shower and it's like, no, today we're going to a concert because my son, right. and I just, if you're a young parent out there, that would be probably my best piece of advice is be aware of those moments, be conscious, uh, conscious of those moments and take advantage of those. So that's yeah. your, your father. I have some good friends who they, they homeschooled their daughter. They didn't homeschool all their kids, but their daughter just was showing some interest in certain things and wasn't doing well in school. So they pulled her out and, and like one, she's about to graduate, I think a year and a half early wow. <laughs> right now. She had kind of moved through all of it, but then projects for her were like, Oh, put together a music festival. So she put together a legit music festival on the lake where they live and got bands from like Kentucky and all sorts of stuff to come in as a 14 year old girl, like your mom and dad kind of guided and helped. Yeah, but but that kind of stuff is just, that's real world application. And even, even, uh, Trey, our oldest, he got, he's got accepted into a special program where it's a, it's, it's part of the public school system, but they're trying out a different method. And it's more like that. It's, it's uh self it's more self guided and it's actually more intense right. than regular school but it's all the freedom there's more freedoms there yeah. and he's been loving it and some of it actually he's putting together one of his one of his projects was putting together a fundraiser so he's putting together a fundraiser in february a concert where he's kind of overseeing all those things and reaching out to all the people recruiting the people himself and Man, I told him, I, I was like, I had to teach myself all this when I was in my 20s to try to figure out how to survive as, as a musician. And you're getting to do this in the safety of like home and school. And now you're going to have skill sets that like I had to bleed for, man. <laughs> Bro, that is unbelievable. I just, man, as a dad to another dad, thank you for um, giving him those opportunities, man. That is incredible. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. We need more dads like us, man. Let's just say it. <laughs> yes, we could totally solve all the problems of the world with our fatherhood. Meanwhile, you see other nights where I'm like losing my shit because they're like, you know, decided to paint the whole wall with the dry erase marker. They're like, yeah. oh, that one's not the dry erase wall. Those kind of things. But yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, we're human, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm terrible with the little things. Like I just need to bite the bullet and hire an accountant and all that stuff because I think I can do all that stuff on my own, and I'm just not. I'm not the bricklayer, man. <laughs> dude, accountant will change your life, like yeah. and save so much money. It's yeah. worth paying the money to save so much. I about hugged the first accountant I worked with when she showed because I was like, there's no way I can pay all this money. I went to her. She's like, okay, here's your assignments. Came back and I was like, I wrote a check to the government and to her. And I, I was like, I've never been so happy paying somebody money before because <laughs> it was like 4000 less than yeah. I thought I was going to have yeah. to do. <laughs> That's amazing, man. That's amazing. Um, so yeah, what, where are you doing music full time now or what kind of how, how, you know, I think, I think the myth is, and kind of what I've learned over the last 10 years is, and we do this in all areas of life, like when we look at our parents, we look at these people and we put them on a pedestal and we do that in the, yeah. in the creative industry. It's like, oh my gosh, I love this rock band or I, you know, I love this politician or I love this college professor or whatever. And mm-hmm. we just see the out, the outside perception, you know, it's like, right. oh man, you know, this rock band that I love, all they do is tour and all they do is do this. Meanwhile, man. These people are successful because they, A, work really, really hard, and Mm. B, they most of the time have multiple interests. And so that's when you'll see guys, let's just go back in the day, like like John Bon Jovi, man, who owns multiple professional sports leagues and multiple businesses. And in the 80s, when everybody was drinking and wasting their money away, John Bon Jovi was like investing, you know, and... He's Smart a, man. He, yeah, I mean, and, and but, <laughs> but most people don't see that because of our fandom, right? Because of right. you know, and so and those aren't the sexy. Well, at least at one time, those weren't the sexy things. But right. I've been noticing, even sitting in like bars, there's there'll be like millennials, there'll be like a twenty-something showing his like investment app to somebody else, and he's like, yep. "Look what I just invested in." So it's like people are starting to recognize, like, no, that's yeah. that's smart. 
yeah, no, the narr- there's a band called Gooding. I'm not okay. sure if you've heard of them, uh-huh. but they actually do uh, clinics on budgeting for musicians, oh, those wow. kind of things, where they're working like working class musicians. They get, they have a following and all that, but it's just that, like you said, the reality. A lot of these yeah. guys and girls, they're they're making their money. They're taking that money from their passion that's happened to come in yes. and funnel. And I was in a studio this weekend that's paid for. There's a country artist who has like multiple number one hits. But what people don't know is he owns several buildings on music row mm. and that's his investments. And he then comes along other people invest in them. And it's like, Oh, we just see the private jet and we just see yes. this. Yes. But instead, no, he's building an, he's building an empire and a legacy, um, you know, empire of money and a legacy of people, which is cool. So, yeah. And that's, and that's what I always tell people. I'm like, you don't dig into the picture, like, like that, that cool poster that you see, like start ripping it apart and really study right. what's happening. And, and what I find is like, when we're out on tour, people are like, oh, wow, they just assume that we're full-time musicians. And I'm like, right. man, I love music and I would love to do it full-time, but it's probably about 15%, maybe at most of what I yeah. do, because you have to have other things, and I love having other things. And so um, so kind of where I'm going with that is I get to see what you do, you know, because because we've gotten to know each other over the last year or two. Yeah. But you have a following of, you know, twelve or 13,000 people that may not get to see all of that. So what would, right. you know, what, I guess what story would you tell about how you're working through that? I know you alluded to it earlier about, you know, kind of quitting yeah. music and working. And then what, after, follow that up with what, um, say you've got a, an 18, 19 year old musician who's saying mm-hmm. you know, that they take, they take you out for coffee and they're like, Miguel, just how's this going to work? Um, so yeah, how are you navigating that? And B, what advice would you give to that, that young, that young person that's kind of trying to step into what's happening? Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing, the thing that guides me is the concept of positioning yourself to be able to leverage any opportunity. And I think that when it comes to the finances, um, like I think it's about being full, finding a way to be full time music in the sense of your push and drive, but recognizing that it's a very inconsistent industry. So one, if you do make money, don't spend it, save it, invest it. And two, if you're not making money, find another thing, but make sure that thing is something that allows you to leverage an opportunity. Um, for example, I was, I was doing full-time landscaping cause it's what I had to do at the time. We got to a place after our last tour, I pulled all my money out of investments. I, I learned a lot of these lessons the hard way. I pulled my money out of investments. I like, we put all of our own personal finances behind it as a band. We were making money, um, which was really cool, but the expenses just is like, we're bleeding cash as we're trying to tour and make more records and, <laughs> and do all these things. Right. Um, so I had to do a full-time job that didn't allow me that same kind of flexibility didn't allow me to do to go to Nashville and, and work on writing or to do that. But it's what I had to do at the right, moment. Right. But the, the next step was how do I get free? So music, there's seasons where I'm playing nine, 10 shows a month and actually making money. But that's not like, for example, this month, I've only got like six shows, you know, right. uh, January right now. There's nothing. Yeah. January is nothing booked, but then February on might be crazy. So for me, it was seeing the other skill sets I had. I started a media company where I'm helping basically doing what I've done in the music world, helping businesses like contractors, landscapers manage their social media, do marketing and help them bringing value to them. Um, And for everybody, like it's going to be different for everyone. You know, I've even at this point, I ended up losing two clients as I was stepping out of my full time job, which was one of those like, oh, God, yeah. But so, but it was that knee jerk reaction where I'm like, no, I need to go back to the safe thing. I was like, no, I want to be full time music. I have to be available to do X, Y, Z. So what does it look like? Even, even like, I think the next step I was talking about was even doing some Uber stuff. So if I have a night free, I can go make some money. And if not, there's no pressure um, in that. So I think it's learning those multiple streams of income. But the 18, 19 year old, I think the number one thing I would say is stay out of debt. Like period, stay out of debt and financially position yourself to take the opportunities you have. I mean, my my scenario is a little different. I have four boys. I'm married. I have four boys. I have a great Dane. I have two great Danes, you know, and um, like we we don't live extravagant. But just in that, you know, going to McDonald's cost sixty dollars and we all ordered off the, <laughs> the yeah, dollar, dollar menu. menu yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. It's, that's a different reality for me. It's not insurmountable, but it's much harder. I definitely know why 
a lot of people don't do what I'm doing at my age and with, with kids and all those, cause it can be tough. Um, but yeah, I think again, it's positioning yourself to make the most of your opportunities, um, down to like, are you like, especially the 18, 19 year old, that's who we're talking to. It's, you know, go to Nashville, sleep on someone's couch, be willing to not live this high life and try to act like you're cool. It's like, in fact, that's a cooler story. It's like came to Nashville. I know like two people I'm sleeping on a couch and I'm spending six nights a week in every single bar meeting every single artist and person I can, um, and, and just not spending money and invest. Um, I think there's some Robin hood is a great investment app. Um, you don't want to dive in without some knowledge, but there's a lot of knowledge out there. Um, I think investing and making sure there's a long-term perspective. And so, yeah, it, cause it's really easy just to throw all your money in, but it's kind of like Russian roulette. I'd rather play like Texas Hold'em. There's a lot of percentages and there's some gambling right. to it, but there's a lot more just skill yeah. <laughs> involved. Yeah. 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 It's like, I, like I, I meandered, but, but yeah, basically position yourself to leverage the opportunities that come your way. So no, I love that. And it's like, yeah, it's like, you don't need that $1,200 guitar. Just buy the $300 one for now. And you know, yeah. learn to make it sound good. <laughs> it's little things yeah. like that that I, I think people, especially younger people that are stepping into this. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I look back. You know, I, we got we got married when I was right after my nineteenth birthday, and so I've always had a family. I've always had kids, and you're right. It is an interesting juggling uh, act to try and figure this out. And talk about investing. The one thing I told my kids, and I tell every young person, once you start receiving uh, tax refunds put that in the bank like not smart. put that you know because that's like that's, rolling you know, yeah. six inch tv yeah. and again I, listen it's like 90 now yeah <laughs> yeah but it's like yeah I, I that's a mistake that we made you know it was like oh we waited every year for that money because we didn't have any money man forever right. and it's i mean we really still don't I have any money mistakes. and yeah and it's like no i and I, I tell i've probably told 300 young people that that as soon as you start getting your tax refund if you just yeah. start packing that bad boy away, that's easy. And especially for a creative person. I mean, if mm-hmm. they have that extra two, three, four thousand dollars a year that's just coming at them, I mean, that over time can really make a difference. And so, man, I love the, the full time mental aspect, um, yeah. which you alluded to. And that kind of I think that narrative is shifting as well. I think I think years ago it was like, man, I've got to be full time creative or nothing. And it's right. like, well, if you're a creative, then you are a creative. Yes. You are full-time creative. Now, how you manifest that, let's have that conversation. But yeah. I think that's, that's- – I was at a meeting last night uh, with another – he owns a media company as well. And we were getting some drinks, just kind of talking business. I was trying to learn some things. And, and that's what he said. He He's like I were, he's like 56 or something. He's been in the industry for a long time doing marketing. And he goes, the creatives just have to understand, like, you can do both. Yes. You can do both. Like, do the logo that you're like, oh, my God, this is not <laughs> why I studied art. But, like, fucking do it yeah. because it's going to pay for you to do that other thing. In a reality, yeah. that other thing that you're doing, that passion, maybe 20 years from now, you may get to sell that for $100,000. Yes. But you can't now, and you definitely won't if you don't survive till then. So right. find a way. And honestly, even as I apply like social media and creative and editing and stuff to other businesses, I apply all the things I learned to my own music. Um, it kind of takes me out of the super creative, like this is my art and down to, okay, how do I get this? If it's, if my art's so important, how do I get it to the people that need it? Yes. Right. And yes. yeah. Yes, yes. And yes. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's a different shift in thinking. I'm a creative, so I have to do creativity versus I'm a creative and that's my identity. Right. That's a great point. And I think when we can learn to say, yes, that's who I am. It's in my DNA. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. singing in the shower at seven years old. It's taking Legos and, you know, becoming a young architect. It's, you know, it's, it's Gary uh, Vaynerchuk going out of 14 years old and selling baseball cards. I mean, <laughs> right. it's just, it's who we are. And once we can rest in who we are, the mm-hmm. doing just kind of works itself out, you know, yeah. and, and that's why I love where you said leveraging opportunity, man. That is a great way to phrase that. Um, and, and I think the, that, man, that is great advice, man. Just be who you are, 
do what you have to do and leverage opportunity. I love it, man. I love it. And I, and that comes, you know, like I said, I think there's times in my life where opportunities that came, but because of mistakes I made financially, I wasn't able to take them. And so that's where I'm like, I'm trying to change that future for myself. And I, I hate to see when other artists go down that track. But luckily, honestly, a lot of the like 18 to 21, 22 year old artists I'm meeting are smart as fuck. Yes, like yes. I, it gives me real, it gives me a, a lot of hope for the, the next generation of artists because a lot of them are like living in like shitty apartments where like I, there's actually my old drummer. Uh, he, he lives in like the ghetto, like down to a point, a friend of mine works on the, in the police department. <laughs> he found out where he lived and he called me. He's like, you need to tell him he needs to move out, <laughs> you know, but, but it's this, it's this apartment of all drummers and they just got together. They're living under their means. They're being smart so they can be free to take the opportunities that are in front of them. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's so cool. Instead of people trying to turn up and yeah. wonder why they can't go on tour. And I've seen that. I've seen it time and time again, artists who are like, they had an opportunity to tour with a big name artist, but they didn't have the money to right. get on that tour. And they burned every bridge before they got to that point, And now nothing. Yeah. So, yeah, I can go off on that for a long time. <laughs> well, but it's I'll tell you what, it would be kind of cool to maybe do another episode just talking about things like that specifically because and, – and it's not just – you know we're talking about artists and we're talking about creatives. But it's also the kid that's in college that wants to start his own company. Right. You know, it's also the same thing applies. Yeah. Or or it's it's the young the young lady that wants a family one day, but wants to start her career first. It's the principles that apply, apply like exactly their life principles all across it. Yeah. And so that's very and that's why you see, you know, guys like like Gary Vee and others that we look at that have been so successful in giving that advice because it's Mm -hmm. they're what I call universal truths. Like if you apply them to any situation, they work. And so I I love that, man. I I love that. So what um, we've kind of incidentally gone through the process of where you were and where where you (laughs) are. What's um, so, you know, I I love to look in five to 10 year perspectives. I mean, what, you know, the next five years, I know you've got goals and I know you've got ambition Hmm. and and I know there's reality. So what, what does that look like for you? If, if, if we sit here in five years from now, where do you hope to be? Well, for me, it's there's a book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And I it was given to me right when my band was kind of falling apart. Uh, we weren't falling apart, I guess. It's just it came to end. And we knew like right. at least I knew it had to end for me. Right. Um, and it, it was really good timing because I was just kind of uh, burnout and just done. We got off our last run, which was just really rough. We had shows cancel while we're on it and all the, the real life of of being a touring musician. And, um, anyways, this book really made it, it challenged. It's a great book. If you get a chance to check it out, your listeners, you know, definitely check it out. But it, it made me wonder like, what, what do I give a fuck about? And so the two things is living an adventurous life with my family. So I see us building a future for our family where we get to travel. We all love traveling. And, you know, like we did, I would get off the, I would get off the road with the band. I would pack shower. We'd load the (laughs) tour van with the kids and we'd do a family tour. Like we'd go West coast family tour and see all these different things because we want our kids to experience different cultures we want. And so we're, we're testing out in America. I know it's like, we're kind of, the culture similar, but we eventually want to build it to where we can take them international and get used to traveling like that. So that's the kind of life I want to provide for my family. Uh, and then the other thing I give a fuck about is creating, like creating art, creating media that impacts people. Uh, and so that, that leads down the road. Obviously for me, my biggest passion is singing and, and songwriting. So I want to, in that aspect, I want to be an internationally touring artist, uh, run with it, got as far as middle East and back. Uh, I want to take that to where building legit followings uh, overseas and kind of continuing where run with it was, but build it to the next level. Right. Um, ideally, I want to tour arenas and those kind of things It's still in my heart. I still want to do those things. Um, but I also know that if I can make enough money to where I can give the thing I want my family to experience, I will be happy in that. But I still am gunning. I told Jenny, I was like my wife. I, I told her, I said, I think I realized I try to like bring my goals backwards, 
all it did is make me go to sleep at seven o'clock at night when I'd come home from landscape. (laughs) And I was like, I realized I have to have the big goal, even if I don't reach it. And I know, like I called my producer one day, I was like, am I crazy? Is this just, is it dumb? Is this just crazy trying to pursue this? He goes, oh yeah, yeah, you're crazy. (laughs) And I'm like, that's not what I really, I wanted to be like, no, bro. He's like, no, you're crazy. Like, it's absurd. It's absurd that any of us think we can make a living doing this. Yeah. But are you going to stop? Right. Right. And like, I was like, no. And he's like, and I'm not either. We're just going to keep going. And it's what drives us. And so I still have those goals. But really, I want to create you've been an inspiration and sense, too, of listening to the podcast, because I did a series with Run With It called Art Can Change the World. And I'm kind of doing the 2.0 version that's going to launch 2019 called Live and Create uh, formats where I interview other artists and entrepreneurs about uh, their life and, and how like really in a sense, what do they give a fuck about, yeah. you know, and, and hearing their stories. And so creating those kind of things. Um, but, but yeah, in the end, I see it where my family's living an adventurous life together and I'm continually creating, living in the process of creating, uh, art and media. So that's awesome, man. That is, yeah, the, it's the absurdities that actually motivate us. Right. <laughs> it really does. I was, yeah. Oh yeah, I could just do like the wedding band thing and no. I got a friend who does that. And if that's your thing, that's cool. I actually have yeah. a friend who's like yeah. like no shit, ten thousand dollars a show yeah. doing weddings yeah. and they're amazing at it, but he loves it. Right. And I'm like, that's not that doesn't drive me. <laughs> no. So so the reality is is I will be playing weddings and I do, right. but I know it's to get it's trying to get the trajectory going to where I want to go. So right. sorry. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, I'm the same way. I'm like someone. Someone once said, um, I, I don't. I read it in a book, but they were like, um, if if you can actually, um, but see how they. Oh, they said if 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 money isn't a problem mm-hmm. for your dream, then it's not a big enough dream. And nice. then they came back and said, and if your only problem for your dream is money then it's not a big enough dream. It's almost like they were saying, you know, yeah. it's like, it's like back in those network marketing days. Like I remember meeting with mm-hmm. Amway people and the first question <laughs> they asked when they walk in is if money wasn't a, an option or a problem or, or, or a, uh, you know, a, a barrier, what right. kind of life would you live? And that's that they were actually onto something, right? Like, I like, right. I don't right. like the whole deal, but anyway, and what no, I got you. Yeah, I see what you're Yeah, what yeah. they're onto is you have to have <laughs> this large, absurd idea that will motivate you toward doing large, absurd things that you then learn. It takes the smaller things like playing at weddings and such and such. <laughs> I was uh, listening to um, uh, uh, a motivational speaker the other day, and actually I was watching his Instagram, and he does a really good job at showing the process as well. And he was doing a Q&A on Instagram stories, right? And someone goes, hey, I'm trying to be a, you know, a speaker and get my business going. What's your advice? And he's all, you take every second grade uh, opportunity you have to talk to second graders, and you nice. take every uh, coffee shop opportunity. I mean, he was like, the way you become a speaker is to speak. Right. And I think that's what people forget. The way you become a musician mm-hmm. is, you know, just like writing. I, I'm also an author, and the way you learn to write is to actually write. Oh, yeah. And that's what I've loved about what you've done on one, one original, uh, one cover is I think on one of your stories about six or eight months ago, you were like, you know, I have to write a song like every day, you know, or or every week. And that's what I always tell people. I'm like, you have to create all the Mm -hmm. time to get to the absurdities and to get to the dreams. But if you don't dream absurd things, what's (laughs) going to motivate you? You know, what's going to push you forward? And so I love it, dude. He's right. You're crazy. (laughs) But the flip side of that is if you didn't have a crazy enough dream, he would have been like, no, that's not crazy enough, bro. Come on. Right. Well, and that's a, I love where he's like, but are you going to quit? Yep. (laughs) And it's like, shit, you're right. You're right. And it's almost, it's, I, I saw a quote yesterday. I'm, I'm going to butcher it. Essentially it was the idea of like to be successful, you have to be completely unrealistic and incredibly realistic at the same time where I've been, I've been, I think it was Mark Twain or something, but I've been reflecting on that since I read it. And it's like, yeah, in a sense, you almost have to be delusional. It is delusional yes. to think that someone would give enough, like care enough about my music that they're going to tell 
all their hundreds of thousands of friends over, you know, right. over time to where I can stand in an arena and sing that song to them. Yeah. Because that's what has to take. That's absurd. Yes. Yes. So it's almost, you have to be delusional, but then you also have to be realistic. Like if that's ever going to happen, like you said, yeah. are you going to do that house show? Yeah. I'm going to do that house show. And I'm going to connect with that one person because literally that one person is going to be the one that tells the next person. Um, Rick Barker is a great person. If you're out there, you know, for your listeners too, if you're young in the industry music world, look up Rick Barker. This guy is brilliant. Uh, learned so much from him. We've paid for some coaching from him, all that kind of stuff. He was the one who launched Taylor Swift. And oh, wow. he talks about the early days of Taylor Swift. And he said she came up to him and said, I want a gold record. And he goes, okay, that's really simple. We just have to introduce you to 500,000 people that want to buy your music. <laughs> so it's absurd, right? but they went to work yeah. on what does it look like to just get her in front of 500,000 people? Because you have to have 500,000 people yeah. to buy your music to get a gold record. And the simplicity yet absurdity of that yeah. was like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it really is. It's like when you think about these goals and achievements, the formula is simple. Yeah. Now it's like, okay, <laughs> are we ready to really tackle the absurd, absurdly, absurdly simple to right. get to where we're going? And so, yeah, I heard someone That's say, I, I heard someone say that was uh, running for, uh, it was actually recently in the election, some, some national congressman or I don't remember what it was, but one of these congressmen or senators that kind of caught fire and they were like, you know, honestly, it's the most narcissistic thing ever to think <laughs> that you can actually run to, you know, for one of these positions, because what you're telling people is I have what you need. Right. And what I love, though, is watching these, you know, politicians, creators, CEOs, artists, um, the, the insincerity doesn't last. Yeah, the, the, true. The, the people that are only chasing the platinum record, by the way, which I don't think is true about Taylor Swift, but the people that are only chasing the platinum record, they don't last. And right. sometimes they get it and sometimes they don't. What I love are the sincere people. I had an experience mm -hmm. in this. Um, I'm not a country music fan. Uh, my wife listens to country music. Every time she cranks it up, I'm like, yeah. And if <laughs> I do listen to country music, it's like old Americana, you know, the way right. the Jennings, the Johnny Cash, the, you know, the old schools, Don Williams. And so, but, but one of my favorite artists and always has been is Garth Brooks. Yeah. And I just, Great showman. But, yeah, but and he's not the most talented guy. Um, he's not the greatest vocalist. He's not the greatest songwriter. But that guy, you talk about sincerity, and I've never met him. But I experienced this. My wife bought me tickets two years ago to go see him. And mm -hmm. it was on my bucket list to see that show, man. Because, you know, you know I, I would put him only second to Michael Jackson. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, people. I get that. And, man, we went to that show. And I'm not kidding. You, there was 40,000, 50,000 people there. And it literally felt like we were just all sitting around the campfire. That's cool. And I'm like, I told my wife, I'm like, that is the most spiritual thing I've ever experienced in my life. That a guy can sit there on a stage that massive <laughs> with that much production with 50,000 people in a stadium and make every single person feel like they're just sitting around the campfire. Not only right. that, in one day, he did three hour and a half shows back to back to back. Jeez. And for people that That's have never impressive. performed, <laughs> that is – and he did it for four wow. days in a row. It was two years ago when he was Whew. doing those tours, and now he's on his stadium tour. And uh, But the reason I say that is, you know, at one point, Garth Brooks was in Stillwater, Oklahoma at Oklahoma State playing the bars, but he had mm -hmm. a dream, and – I think sincerity always pays itself back. Yeah. Um, that's why I always preach about, you know, inspiring people to step into their dream. Because if your dream is your truth, and if your dream is your childhood, then mm -hmm. that is a sincere path to walk. And you're not walking. And it seems it. where it, it's where it impacts other people, you know, and I've had, um, you know, luckily I've had several people challenge me to that. Even I keep bringing him up, but he's been a great partner in this music career. My, my buddy, Josh, who is the producer and, uh, you know, about a year and a half, two years ago, he challenged me. He's like, you need to really open up more about all the shit that I know you deal with, you know, and talk about it. Uh, don't just sing about it. So one of the songs, uh, we released was called, I need a light. And it was actually a, a story of me, like lose, I, I've dealt with depression, anxiety my whole life. 
in a story of me getting in a car at like three in the morning, I just started driving. I was in so much pain that I didn't understand. I just kept driving and driving, found myself in another state and in my brain wasn't even sure if I was going to come back. But something in me got me to turn around and eventually found my way back home, eventually started a journey of counseling and all these things. And so I started telling that story at shows. And I think one of the first times we were playing for like, I don't know, two, 300 like high schoolers out in Arkansas. And, um, I share that story and it was one of those things where the high schools bust them into a college. It's like a, you know, recruitment week type thing. They brought us in to entertain them. And at the end of the show, we're sitting there talking and teachers are trying to grab the students and drag them back on the bus because they are all one after another tears in their eyes. I've been dealing with that. And, and, or I have a friend who almost committed suicide or in, in realizing, like sharing my story, connecting with them and creating a piece of art they can find themselves in started inspiring them. And then we started seeing that time and time again. It's like, okay, if that's what we're going to do, let's do it. But it's scarier because (laughs) you're saying, it's vulnerable. Yeah. Even down to like, I want to be the full time. I figured this out musician, but I was like, no, I should start talking about the fact that I do a media company as well. Um, but then when I lost two clients, I'm like, do I tell people that I might be driving Uber too? Cause now I look like a loser. Right. But in the end, it's like, I'm like, no, if that's the direction I go, I think I need to share that too, because it is that that reality and that real life. And in a sense, it's like when I see other artists coming up, it's like I have a friend named Keelan Donovan. Um, if, if you have a chance to check him out, he's got signed. He's on tour with like people like All American Rejects and all this stuff like dudes coming up. Um, but like I remember playing a show with him in a club where he played for us and we played for him. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know? And here he is playing these huge stages. And, and really, I think he's a brilliant songwriter and a, just a great dude. I think he's going to go far. But like seeing, seeing that and knowing his story and knowing the things that, that have, that the choices he's had to make and the things he's had to do, like makes it all the more powerful. Where in a sense, I feel like the people are just finding out about him now. They kind of missed out on some of the the cool things, you know, and he's probably still playing some small clubs here and there, too. But but, yeah, to see that reality, I think, is a powerful thing, man. It's I always talk about the story and the power is in the story. And it's almost like that's the DNA of humanity. Right. It's like, yeah. I Need a Light is a cool song. By the way, it is a great song. I remember when it Thank came you. out, and the video <laughs> was even added to it, you know, so good job. Um, but the power is in the story, right? The DNA of humanity, the connection that makes us all feel that. Yeah. Is, that's why we do art, man. That's why we mm-hmm. create, you know? And, and I would say if there's any artist out there that's stepping into this, I would say, number one, check your sincerity. And not even artists, but, like, why are you starting that new business? Why right. are you wanting to take that step? And check your sincerity barometer because that's the longevity. You know, passion and sincerity is the longevity. Money isn't the longevity. Yeah. Uh, being smart. It's a component, but if, if that's the only driver, yeah. it's just not enough to push you through all the other shit. No. You know, because there's ways I can go make money right now. Yes. There's, like, I have friends who – have offered jobs in their company doing this or that. It's like, you make a lot of money. And I'm like, ah, maybe I should go do that. <laughs> but I just know, at least at this point, I know I can't do that. And there's nothing, like I said, even down, like if you're starting the business just to make money, cool, but let's be honest about that. Yeah. And then yes. that can even drive that, yes. you know? And, um, it, it yeah. Anyways, yeah. that can go down full rabbit trail too. I, I, I love that man. I I love your story. Um, you know that man. We've uh, one of the best experiences I've had when we were on tour was well, when you took my buddy and I out for pizza in Kansas oh, it City. Fun. Man, it was a good was, night. I think we sat sat there till like two in the morning or something. And I don't know. How, it was late. And we were by the end. We were all like, yeah, we have no idea what we're saying right now. So. <laughs> we should probably go to bed, <laughs> but, right. um, man, that meant a lot to me and I appreciate your friendship and it's kind of, you know, this, this tech miracle of technology. It's like, I feel like I really know you, but I really don't know you that well. You know what I mean? It's like this crazy yeah, thing. It's like, it's, I see all your things. <laughs> yeah. I listen to the podcast. Yeah. 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 And we, oh, we, I got we've you. met physically once and had pizza and it was a fun and listen to each other play music, you know, and it was a cool <laughs> night, but, um, 
our favorite thing on the road was like the awkwardness of when someone would come up like, Hey, I'm Gina. Yeah. And we're like, cool. And she's like, I'm Gina four, two, seven, three. Oh yeah. I know Gina four, two, seven, three. We talk all the time on Twitter or whatever. You know, it's like we realized so many people we knew simply by their handle. Yep. And then to see them in real life, it's like, Oh my God, this is crazy. And they bring yeah. friends to the show and all that, that it, it is, it's such an interesting world, but worlds of opportunity. That's awesome, <laughs> it, man. So. Yeah. It's, I mean, I've, I've even had a few situations where um, one time I was at a store in Lubbock, Texas, and this guy came up to me. He's like, you're Mitch Gray. And I'm like, uh, That's awesome. uh, maybe. <laughs> Depends. <laughs> I mean, it was so those little, yeah, those little things. But, the, but those are the cool stories and experiences that just make you go, okay. We're doing something that matters, you know, and in the end, that's that's what we're about. So, um, man, any last words you want to share um, about what you're doing or share where people can find you? I know we mentioned at the beginning of the show, but uh, where can people contact you and, and anything else you want to? Yeah, contact is booking at middletheorymusic.com, middletheorymusic.com. And then uh, everything social media is at music middle T music and uh yeah feel free to email feel free to message me i'm i'm heavily on instagram i'm consistently on facebook and twitter but if you're going to reach out through social media probably the best place is instagram um yeah and i like one thing i did want to say too i think it was a few weeks back you did a podcast on uh the question of like what if yeah, the power of what uh, if yeah yeah the power of what if and it was funny because I, I forgot about the podcast, right? Mm. And I was every Sunday I kind of go to a local sh- well, most Sundays I go to a local coffee shop and uh I kind of journal and kind of get my thoughts out and I started writing like what if you could win? Uh, what if you could succeed? What if you could like what if these crazy ass dreams could? And I'm like all week starting to whisper to myself, yes. what if you could? And then I was listening to another podcast and you referenced the what if thing. And I was like, damn it. I thought that was my thought. <laughs> and I realized you had like subconsciously embedded yeah, that yep. question in my head. Didn't even remember that fact. And it, but it all, the moment you referenced it on another podcast, yeah. I realized I was like, I it like zoom back all to it. I'm like, I thought that was my thought, but it wasn't. <laughs> But it's been really helpful because oh, like it is, it's, I am yeah. super energetic. I'm super optimistic, but then in any given moment, the world is going to end yes. and this is all worthless and no one cares. And, right. and so it's like, no, what if you could, yeah. what if you could accomplish this? And honestly, it's been giving me a lot of drive just to keep putting one foot in front of the other. So thank you for doing that. And uh, <laughs> thanks for inspiring. Like, like I said, I think, um, to pull to start my the live and create uh, series that I'm going to be launching in 2019 was kind of like you doing this kind of put a fire under my ass. It's like okay, Let's your go. time's opening up now. I, I was super ambitious this year, working full time, starting a media company, and doing the music thing. But now, yesterday was my last day uh, working in the field for the landscaping company. Nice. Congrats! Congrats! <laughs> thank you! Thank you! And, uh, so now I have more flexibility at least to, uh, accomplish some of those things. So, so yeah, keep hustling, man. Awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I try mind control. That's, that's what all that is. I think you think it's, (laughs) it really was. I was like, oh man, (laughs) I I think at one point even like, I'm going to like do like a post about that. I can still do a post about them, and now I got to reference you. But uh. <laughs> I don't care, bro. Take it all you want. That's why I put information out there. Like, still all the information you want, and sometime it'll come back to me. So, <laughs> no, that's cool. That's great to hear, man. I'm gl- I'm glad to hear that. And you and you do comment a lot on our stuff, and that's so awesome. That's so 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 awesome. So, um, I want to mention a few names that you mentioned for our listeners to go check out. Um, Keelan Donovan. I got that right. Yeah, Keelan Donovan. Okay, I'm sure Brilliant. you can probably just search him on social media or somewhere. Yeah, okay. social medias and Spotify. He just released a new EP. He's on tour with Logan Mize right now. So Okay, so Keelan Donovan, go check out his music. And uh, a resource for our listeners was Rick Barker. Um, yeah. I guess you could probably just Google Rick Barker and it's find music, out. I think it's like musicindustryblueprint.com is oh, his. I've heard of that. Uh, yeah, yeah, and he I've has a podcast that. that it's 10-minute little podcast where he brings legit people and they just talk music business. It's legit. Okay, so Rick Barker. So everyone, go check out those. Um, Keelan Donovan, check out his music. 
and uh, Rick Barker, hopefully for those of you that are creatives or musicians specifically, that'll give you a great resource. Um, Middle T Music. Go follow Middle T Music, um, especially at Instagram. You'll be able to check out Miguel's stories. Um, check out the process, and he does a great job at, at uh, showing. Which all I got to get you. I didn't get this on the story. It's like it didn't even happen. Oh, yeah. So now you're on the story. Yes, but you're, there you are, man. Mitch Gray. What's up, everybody? Coming out soon. Boom. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, also, go check out Run With It. Um, you can find them on Spotify, um, Apple Apple Music, I'm sure. Um, so their stuff will be out for a little bit longer, and it's great music. Um, I Need a Light is a great, from a songwriter to a songwriter, that that was a really Thank good you, song. So nice job. Uh, any last comments, bro? No. I would say just the biggest thing, It's as we talked about the 18, 19-year-old musician, if you're out there, yeah, just position yourself to take those opportunities and stay away from debt. <laughs> yes, yes, anybody. Don't have to be a musician to stay away from debt. Right, that's true. <laughs> Every, everyone that is listening, stay away from debt. Um, yeah. So, yeah, oh, yeah. We, I'm sure we could both speak uh, from experience on that. I know I could. So, <laughs> um, hey, thanks, brother. I appreciate it, man. Um, this has meant the world to me. You're kind of the first one uh, on this whole new thing that I'm doing. And next week we have a friend of mine, Kylie Johnson from California. She is a graphic designer designer, website builder, and a kind of a, a spiritual, uh, self-spiritual teacher, and she's great. So um, right I'm excited for what we've got. So thank you very much. Um, make sure everyone that's listening, if you have not subscribed to the show, subscribe to the Mitch Gray Show a podcast. We're doing all we can to inspire you. Go check out Middle T Music. You'll be able to follow Miguel. Check out our social media, M. Gray Media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can check us out at MitchGray.me. Do you have a website, Miguel? Uh, well, just middletheorymusic.com. Middletheorymusic.com. Okay, cool. Yeah. And I'm sure you're probably building that up and getting that platform um, rolling as well. So Yeah. Um, also, listeners, if you are in a situation, maybe you're at a school or maybe you're in a community that has a venue and you would like to book Miguel, um, please contact him. He yeah. is looking to book um, shows. And right now, most of his stuff is acoustic, but I've seen him play in person, an acoustic show, and it is just as good as anything else. So uh, booking at Middle Theory, uh, tell me what it is again. Booking at MiddleTheoryMusic.com. Booking at MiddleTheoryMusic.com. So please uh, don't, I I know a lot of people go to book an artist and they're like, well, I can't afford an artist. You don't know that. (laughs) Like contact Miguel if you want to show. He's great with kids. He's great with any age group. Um, not just kids, but if you're at a high school especially or a college or somewhere like that, make sure you call Miguel. Uh, maybe you have a bar or a venue that you want to book some music. Miguel is awesome. Um, so yeah. booking at middletheorymusic.com. Uh, reach out to him. So um, thank you, my brother. But yeah, definitely the price thing. Uh, we can work. There's there's options out there, even yes. blocking and working with getting shows close by to where we can make it affordable for everybody. Like, yeah, there's some cool stuff out totally. there. So reach out do. to him. Thanks, my brother. I appreciate it, man. And uh, Thanks, man. Brothers and sisters, I pray and hope that you have a great day today, a day filled with awesome, uh, what is the word we use, absurd dream making. <laughs> and uh, hopefully you'll have a day of peace and happiness and some awesome things will happen to you today. This is the Mitch Gray Show, and we will talk to you soon. Miguel, if you'll stay on the line, we'll talk for a second. Awesome. Thanks, Sounds brother. good.